When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Every single Friday, we are live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. It's Pat and JT. And today we're dead because it's almost Halloween. It's More Halloween weekend. It is get it. Yeah, it is Halloween weekend. So this is gonna be the weekend I think a lot of people get to go out and and go to a lot of scary places or their parties. Of course, then Halloween night, Monday night, trick-or-treating, but still. Are you ready for trick-or-treating, Andy? I'm so ready. Yeah, I was born, <laughs> I was born ready. Yep, I'm going to be Harry Potter this year. Uh, my daughter, Sky, she's going to be Hermione Granger, who's the female uh, hero, you know, heroine from that movie. Did Harry you get Potter, that? Did so. you get that lighty little wand thingy that I sent you? That one that Dude, shoots that, fire. That's that's legit dangerous, man. You could like shoot. You could yeah, shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's a wand that like shoots an actual laser bolt kind of thing. Right. Like, bolt. how is that even possible that it gets licensed? Because they throw they uh, banned yard darts. How do you get like wand fire? You know. Well, it, it straight up lightning bolt, dude. Was is it Elon Musk? Did he make this along with the flamethrower? It's pretty or what? sweet, right? Right. Will it burn a hole through to the wall? I mean, if you just like, does it does it legit dangerous for your eyes, or is it just? Well, it looked like whatever it hit, there was like a little poof of like fire and smoke, but it didn't actually ignite anything. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't weird. know how this thing's legal. I don't either. Oh. It's it's crazy, but yeah, oh. it's like if you shot it into like a thing of hay, it would definitely start the hay on fire. There's you no way so? it wouldn't. Oh yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's like a little lightning thing. It's like a little shocked like thing. Okay, so it's more like a laser gun, like a like a. <laughs> imagine a imagine a wand that actually like a weapon, a little not bit a of tool, lightning not, out of it. It's an it's, actual weapon, like the police would use in their. <laughs> my first taser. Right, It'd be a taser. Is it kind of a taser? Well, a taser from a distance, yeah. Um, actually, I'm going on a, a Bigfoot expedition uh, the day after Halloween. We're going up near the Mississippi River. I should get one of these things because if a Sasquatch comes anywhere near me, I don't even have to get close enough to tase him. <laughs> I could, I can shoot homeboy from a good 10 yards away with my Harry Potter wand. Best. I can see the headlines now. Man shoots Bigfoot with Harry Potter wand. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah, awesome. That'd be one to save. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my dream come true, dude. Have you seen the TV commercial? I don't know what kind of, I don't know if it's for a car or what it is, but it's parents and the kids in the backseat supposedly asleep. And all of a sudden the kid pipes up and says, what's a bear squatch? Oh yeah. And, and he says, says, well, it's a, it's a bear. And it says, it, it's not real. It's not real. It's, it's, it, and it's just like, oh my God, I, he's usually sleeping. You know, it's like, oh my God, he heard us talking about it. What's a bear squatch? <laughs> That's that would that always makes me think of you when because I'm thinking, just imagining okay we're looking for Sasquatch but hey well it's, it's the kind of stuff my family talks about all the time you know I remember when Sky was in either kindergarten or first grade and of course the teacher you know 
is, you know, she, the, her teachers have always like come to my events and, you know, follow me on Facebook and stuff. So they're usually pretty open-minded, but in kindergarten or first grade, her teacher was like, um, Sky was like telling ghost stories to the whole class about a witch and a Bigfoot and stuff. I was like, okay, okay. I'll tell her to, to tame it down a little bit. Don't want to scare her, her peers. <laughs> or better yet, I'll make sure she gets the facts straight. Right. right. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> was she telling it right? I just want to make sure she's telling it right. You know, it's got to be. Yeah. Bigfoot's nine foot tall, not eight. <laughs> Does she? Let me ask you, you know, remember those videos you had when she was really little, like the one where something, you know, snatched something back. Has she seen those? Yeah, herself? she's she's old enough. You know, she she has seen uh, that footage. You know, she knows what I do. She's come to some of my spooky story lectures. Yeah, the one that you're referring to was all the way back in like 2016. It happened on Easter morning. She was reaching into her Easter basket to, to pull out a pair of uh, sunglasses that were like Disney Frozen, you know, brand. And as she picks it out of the basket and goes to sit down on the floor, it some invisible presence rips the glasses out of her hands with such force that they it flies like a good foot. It's like crazy over towards the basket. It, it looks comical. Mm -hmm. I mean, it almost looks like the glasses were on a fishing string and somebody yanked it. You can clearly see some sort of supernatural presence take it out of her hand. It's super creepy. Yeah. yeah. Does it creep her out at all when she sees that? Has she had that experience <laughs> since? She, no, she's had a lot of psychic moments, or as we call it, psychic moments. Um, <laughs> but she, she, when she saw that footage, she was just kind of like wide-eyed, you know, that like wide-eyed uh, emoji. She, she like didn't know what to say. She was like, oh, that's weird. Um, anyway. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah, does she have lots of like dreams? Are her dreams really vivid still? Does she still remember? You know, because we've talked about how yeah. kids... Yeah. tend to grow out and you're trying to foster that environment where it doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, she doesn't, she's kind of in a pocket where she's not remembering her dreams very often, but for a good clip there, when she was three and four years old, primarily, she was having a lot of past life memories. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, I, I kind of, that was part of the sky diaries book that came out last or earlier this year. But no, uh, during that time she was having a lot of weird things. Like we'd be driving down the street and we'd see like an old fashioned, like vintage car. And she'd, she'd point to it and go like, wow, that's what they looked like in the 1940s. And she was like three. And I'm like, how did, how do you know what anything yeah, like, like what? in the 1940s? How, do she, she was how like, does she even know what a 1940 is? You know, right, it's like right. 19, that shouldn't even register time-wise. Mm -hmm. No, she's born in 2014, you know? So wow. no, it's, wow. yeah, she, she reads my mind sometimes. She, uh, one time she, I had a medium session coming up with a, with a mom and daughter and Sky was just asking about it. And I was like, yeah, it's a mom and daughter. And I, I guess they're looking to connect with some loved ones who have passed away. And Sky said, ask them if they lost a white cat recently. And I was like, oh, okay, why? She's like, I don't know. I just, I, I sense that in the spirit world, there's a white cat that belonged to them. So I'm doing the session. I kind of forget about this. I didn't even have a chance to bring it up because the family said, you know, are you sensing the presence of, I think the cat's name was Sophie or Sophia. It was, a, and I was like, oh my gosh. They're like, yeah, our cat, like 15 year old cat. We, we, you know, it was our baby. It recently passed away. And I said, was it a white cat? And they said, yeah, it was a white cat. And we, we missed that thing dearly. Wow. So I was like, well, my daughter has some sort of connection. It's rubbing off, man. So, yeah. Wow. So, but you know, that's kind of the lighthearted thing, but you know, this is, this is our season, man. This is spooky season is upon us. This is your Super and, Bowl, uh, man. Yeah. I yeah. mean. People, people keep asking me, and I, I kind of want you guys to take on this too, but keep, people keep asking me if, if paranormal activity actually increases uh, during the Halloween season. 
Mm-hmm. I bet it probably does just because of that, like the mass energy being focused towards it, maybe. Groupthink. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's making it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's kind of interesting is, um, I guess really, I, I think it probably does. But then again, I think I'm uh, heightened awareness. You know, the more that you read about stuff and the more you believe stuff or, you know, are wanting to know more that you're probably seeing it more. It's like, it's like when you buy a vehicle, now you see that's the only vehicle you see on the road. Right. You know, it's like, oh, now everybody has this color whatever car you're driving, you know, and, and, but it's just because that's what's top of mind that I think you're just more aware, but you know, the, the history of Halloween itself is the beginning of, was it all Hallows Eve, which I think it, it started even, and this might be a little too deep, but it, I just find it kind of interesting how things get started like this, that, um, that it was a Christian holiday. I mean, it's like the, the, the day before, all Saints Day is that right? And All Hallows, see All Hallows Eve, and there's there's like the first and the second of November are two Christian holidays, and and Halloween is the day before, kind of like Christmas Eve, right. kind of like you know the night before uh, or Good Friday when you're going into the Easter week. You know what I mean? It's like there's there's that that before day that things are celebrated. Yeah, and yeah, it is. It's kind of steeped in religious history, and yeah, it's it's something like that. Like because Halloween, you know, is like the the solstice, uh, not the solstice, but it's you know, it's like, well, it's like the end of summer. Everything's dying, right? Right. And renew and a renewal, and then you and, got and then and then. Well, November first and second are like All Saints Day and All Souls Day. I don't, I don't remember which there is which. Go. I'm such a bad Catholic. No, you know, as soon as I graduated <laughs> eighth grade, I was like, "So long, suckers, never coming back." <laughs> Forgot everything. But there's All Saints Day and All Souls Day, and I think the church actually moved one of those days to be the day after Halloween, kind of in an effort to squash the paranormal fun of the holiday, because uh, they 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 basically wanted to steal the thunder away from the scary aspect of Halloween, which was taboo. So they moved the the holiday to be the day after Halloween. Because um, the, the whole trick-or-treating thing, um, I'd seen something, and I'd never seen this before, about souling, S-O-U-L-I-N-G, and and what's the other one? Mumming, mumming yeah. um, um, where people that kind of like, okay, they would go from house to house, and they were basically wanting, they were asking for food or money, and yeah. in return they would sing, right? And so they had soul cakes, yeah. Which were like wassail cakes when you had little raisins wassailing. on them and gross. Yeah. So it was like along the Christmas lines, right? You had the wassail go wassailing. We will go and they go sing at the house and then they'd get um, food from the house for coming to sing their songs, right? When you go caroling. Um, and so it was kind of a knockoff, a bad knockoff, but still a knockoff. But that was a way to go for the, some of the poor families to, we're going to give us something good, but then it turned into give us something good or. We're going to curse you. All right, give us a treat or we're going to trick you. Yes. And back in the day, they weren't playing around, man. It wasn't toilet paper. It's like, we're going to burn this house to the ground <laughs> if you don't give us some treats. <laughs> for real. I was, I was for my So Strange podcast, I was recently doing some research on like the weird Halloween facts and like lesser known aspects of history. In Omaha, Nebraska, this article mm-hmm. specifically mentioned Omaha, Nebraska. So on the Halloween night, violence was so bad in Omaha back in the 1930s, I think it was, that the the sheriff or the mayor or somebody rounded up the 50 most like thug-like kids of the time, the, like the baddest hooligans around. And he he like made official badges and basically made them unaf- like um, 
makeshift cops for one night so that they could basically put people under like uh what's that uh, uh citizens arrest c- or they a- could put them under citizens arrest and so like the, it stopped the violence because you had the worst of the worst kids that were now on the good side quote unquote right and and so yeah but no back in the day they weren't playing around man they're taking out kneecaps unless you have some soul cakes at that door <laughs> well That's let me nuts. ask you halloween wasn't an American holiday. It was brought from other countries, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Germany, um, others. And that it really, I think it was in the early, early 1900s when it first started happening here. And so they probably did, of course, like Americans do, we take everything to extreme. So it's like, oh, we're going to go trick or treating. Well, hell yeah, we're going to go trick or treating. We're just going to trick or treat. Capitalism. They're like, how can we make money off this? They're like, well, it's kind of steeped in lore and history, and no, but how can we make money off of it? If you want to, this is a really nice house you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Ooh. Yeah, I see how that all started, little mobsters. Yeah. So thinking back, you know, it, the, what I love about the holiday is the, is the nostalgia, and you know, for the parents out there, you get to relive that with your children. But like thinking back to to childhood, what was you guys's? favorite costumes growing up do you like do you have one costume that stands out as like being the, your best or your politically favorite? incorrect completely politically incorrect oh yeah so, i mean you can't share it <clears throat> you know unless we want this to be our last pat and jt live ever <laughs> <laughs> go out with a bang on that one uh capital canceled <laughs> but it wasn't even thought of yeah i know exactly what you're saying and 100 percent, me too yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, I don't we i don't remember like having Costume wise, I'm that wasn't like my biggest memories growing up as far as Halloween goes. It was always living out in the country and going like uh, on scary roads and scary bridges and and places that weren't necessarily even like haunted or no whatever legends around them. But finding the sunken graveyards out by Utan and going through, you know, um, that was fun. Old, old, old abandoned houses down minimum maintenance roads like those. That was super fun. That was more fun than any sort of trick or treating. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, we didn't really trick or treat. Like I remember doing it. Honestly, I mean, I, I can remember my costumes because there was probably only three or four. Um, maybe dress up for school, but their their actual trick or treating, I didn't. It wasn't like mom took us took me into town and dropped me off so I could go trick or treat. Yeah. Um, but and it's kind of it's it's interesting is that what Pat's talking about. That was the kind of stuff. But that was kind of year round. But Halloween, it really right. intensified. But mm-hmm. but finding places that were abandoned, that was always the best part of it. Like, okay, so Pat, Waterloo, and mm-hmm. I know we've talked about some of these before, but your favorite um, urban legend or Halloween story, tale, lore, whatever it is, what would be something that pop? Because there's Omaha's got so many. I mean, you can pull up a list and just of, of different stories. I mean, we, we've talked about Hummel Park before. Right. And that always makes a list. And yeah. and people are always just discovering Hummel Park and what that means. What would be something? I don't there's anything like mind? specific Waterloo one. There was like, uh, well, I mean, I've told the story many times about Pigman out by you. That's what I always think of. If it's yeah, like Pigman. Pig, Pig Pig, Pigman. And I, I don't, obviously, I don't, maybe it's true. I don't know. Ask Sky because it happened in the 40s. Maybe she knows. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah, yeah, just some guy that was, so, there was a little tiny shack in this. The creepiest part of the whole thing was getting there because it was outside Utan, and it was on a minimum maintenance road, which is like literally looks like a wagon trail, like you know, through a field. And there's this old beat up house at the end of it. And the rumor, the legend was, is that the guy had, and the guy that used to live there a long time ago, there's still pig whatever sheds. I don't know because they, they pig sheds look different than other sheds. I guess I don't know. 
But there were pig sheds out there, and so rumor was that he lived there, and when kids would come out, he would he had a severed pig head, and he would run and chase people away. So we went out there. We've gone out there many times, but there was, a, there was one time when we all piled into my friend Andy's car. It was like a 1971 Cadillac. It was about 65 feet long. We called it the bitch. And we... <laughs> There was about, there was like 10 of us. That's so tough saying that too. Yeah. There was like, yeah, was like 10 of us piled into that thing and went out, went out there and, and freaked each other out all the time. And it was really, it was, it was fun to get scared, but then it was also a trick to get a whole bunch of girls to sit on your lap in the back of the bitch while you're going through whatever minimum maintenance roads, but it's whatever. It was fun. Those are the things that were fun though. And then you'd go out and you'd see, find sunken graveyards and you'd sneak onto somebody's property and go, oh my God, there's sunken graveyards. And you'd freak out. You'd hear a branch crack and you'd run and yeah that's that was fun there's nothing specific to waterloo though that i can remember interesting i I guarantee there was a lover's lane pat was searching for though guaranteed wasn't every 14 to 17 year old boy searching for lover's lane you know it (laughs) you know it i know Um, it's just around the corner what what about you andy oh gosh you know actually just last week a friend of mine and me we we went out to uh nebraska city uh seven sisters road you guys heard of this Yes. Seven no, Sisters what? Road, man. Yes. It's like, it's hard to find. Like, it's almost impossible to find. Like, I, you know, you had to do like digging and Google searching and we're like, it's out in the middle of nowhere on some like godforsaken cornfield dirt road, minimum maintenance road, just mm-hmm. like you were saying. But uh, the legend is a little fuzzy, but from what I can gather, as the story goes, there were seven sisters that were all murdered. And then they, I guess, like the murderer hung them from the same tree. So you get out there and basically you're just looking for the biggest tree around. And I found a big, huge tree on the side of a dirt road and it was cracked. And I, I couldn't help but think, well, probably cracked because, you know, the seventh sister weighed too much and it finally came down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long ago that thing cracked, but it, it's eerie out there. The energy was just weird. I, I'd compare it, I guess, a little bit to Hummel Park. The mm-hmm. energy, it just seemed off. Um, so I don't know if that was the actual location because basically it takes you to a road. It was like G road or R road or something. And yeah. it's yeah, like two miles long. And I'm like, well, I guess this is it. This um, could be it. Yeah. There was a guy know. on, there's a guy on TikTok. I wish I had his video. I don't even, I don't even think I liked, like, started following him, but he, and this was recent, he, like in the last three weeks, he lives across the street, kind of kitty corner, kitty corner, whatever, from a, a, a an abandoned house, a lot, whatever. It's overgrown. There are tr- trees mowed, hasn't been mowed in like two years, but there's a swing, an old swing set in the backyard. And every night the swing it swings and you can, you can hear it. You can see it. You can see the swing and the shape on the swing, swing, a kid or whatever on it. It goes up over the height of the fence and back and forth and back and forth. And it's creepy. It's so creepy because he goes around to other people around the area because they have better views of the backyard. And they're like, yeah, every night it's like actually not even well, one, two in the morning. And this swing just goes and he has video of it from different people's windows and houses it's crazy scary and you can hear you can hear this back and forth it's so creepy give that ghost some wd-40 right right right. (laughs) somebody somebody if somebody just sneak over there and and fix that (laughs) wouldn't be as scary but if it's swinging over the fence that must have some momentum that must have some force to it you know Mm -hmm. that's not just the wind yeah oh for sure that is weird weird. there's a tv show on right now andy i think it's called Oh God, I gotta think. It's it's about the, the people who the insidious movies are about. The the woman who the the man and woman, but the the doll, you know, and that whole deal and the based on their true story, right? And their belief that there was a there's a 28-day length to 
actually penetrate the veil between the two, between afterlife and, and our life. And they've sent some uh, teams to go to locations. They didn't tell them where they were going, blindfolded, travel, whatever, and take them to these locations and dropped off in these, these houses or buildings. And then they stayed there for 28 days and they Ooh. filmed them while they were there. And one of the rooms they walked into, there were lights, kind of like party lights you have over the patio, you know, the, the old fashioned big bulbs with the, you could see the, whatever ball. filament in there yeah. inside it. Right. And in that room and, and they were on it and all of a sudden one of them just starts swinging while they were standing, they were in that room. They were all just sitting there just talking. And then one of the lights just started going back and forth. I'm like, that is so, and they're by themselves in these rooms. And some of them got physically ill when they walked in. Kind of like we were talking about uh, squirrel cage. That's one of my yeah. favorite local haunts, <laughs> if you will. Uh, if you get a chance this weekend, or Monday, you know, call over there, check their schedule even today if you can, uh, if you want to take a really interesting tour. Yeah. But it is, like you were talking about, it just feels off and it feels really heavy in some of those rooms. And isn't, I've never been to Squirrel Cage Jail, but isn't that like the world's worst fire hazard? Like the fire marshal must be pissed, right? Because the whole jail like basically spins around, but you can only open like one cell at a time or something right. like there's that. There's one opening. It's like a pie and there's right. like one opening. And so if it spins past that pie opening, then nothing, nobody can escape. They did figure out how to escape through the bath the because the, the, there's a toilet, so to speak, in each one. So there was a an opening that they could just like, where's my hands at? There's like okay. an opening that they, there was there was a couple that were able to escape like that. Um, the the jailer was on the top floor with his family. There's like a three room apartment. And they lived the there. They lived there. Worst oh, ever. That, man. And there's forget a crank that. at the top, so they had to crank to turn the jail to the opening. And so it's a square building with the round center that you spin around to to get to the openings. And each cell is shaped like a piece of pie. And then at the bottom was an area where there was like a couple of like, it was kind of an open area, but they were locked in. But they could, if they wanted to, they could let them out to go in that area. But that was also where solitary was. And it was the cell that you could walk into. You couldn't sit down. It was literally, it was like, oh, it's like just wide enough to stand There's in. There's anxiety just thinking about it. And yeah, then they shut the, the door, which was a, a gel sail door. So Ooh. it wasn't solid, but shut the door so you could still see out. But you couldn't bend your knees enough to sit. And you couldn't. Oh, yeah. Yucky. Oh, they, man. No, thank it, you. That was the, and some of the people I was with, a couple of them walked in and sat and walked into there. And I'm like, mm, 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 I don't think see, so. I'll no. Just, Cause that place isn't up to code, you know, some, a door accidentally closes, yeah. whoops, you're stuck until yeah. the maintenance guy can come two days. Yeah. From now. Yep. Yeah. And I think there were three of them across the country They cause they're, they're, they're brilliant, but you're right. The fire hazard, the potential, even though everything's made of concrete and metal. Yeah. Um, but there were still other things that were in their shell, their, their cells, but this is the last one still standing, I think. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's some, yeah. And Susan had said, Squirrel Cage is amazing and scary. Yes, exactly. Lori Hummel Park at night Hummel to the Park, steps. Man. Always interesting. That's another good one. Good morning, Karina. Hello, Nikki. Yes, thank you guys. Um, but that's that to me is like that that was one of the funnest, most interesting Im and most impressive tours uh of someplace scary. But I haven't been on too many others. Like I'm like I want to go over to Josh Hurd's place mm -hmm. um and take a tour. Have you been able to do that yourself? Not yet? yet. I've been meaning to, but I haven't so far. No. Yeah. 
I think um, it would be really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Yeah, it's just, you know, time. It's just always so busy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, the thing about Halloween, again, it kind of makes you feel nostalgic, you know, and, you know, ghost tours are all booked up, haunted tours are all booked up. But uh, thinking back, you know, to my youth, and, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, you know, back then people just weren't as sensitive. <laughs> I think kids nowadays are a little bit coddled. But if you guys are looking for a real, real good ghost day. story, I could tell you my grandma told me one when I was like eight years old. I swear to God, I didn't sleep for two days after she told me oh, this yeah, one. Share, please. Do tell. Okay. So this takes place in Kansas. And uh, true story, my grandma and my grandpa, everybody called him Boompa. So they were well-traveled. Like every, every chance they got to, for a little quick road trip getaway, they were gone. And she said that her and Boompa were in the middle of nowhere, Kansas one time. And this is way before GPS. So she had a map and they were trying to get from point A to point B. And on the map, it was like a half an inch long. She said, uh, 30 minute drive tops. <laughs> so they head out and they're driving one hour, two hours goes by. They, they can't find the, their destination. Not only that, they can't find anything. They're out on a two lane highway. They haven't seen any buildings, no cars, no gas stations, nothing, not even any other vehicles. And they start to run low on gas. They eventually come upon an old farmhouse. She said it looked ancient. She said it looked like this thing hadn't been cared for in 100 years. They didn't even think anyone even lived there. But they were low on gas and, and clearly lost. So they pulled into the, the gravel driveway, which was right off the two-lane highway. And they both walk up to the, to the front steps. And they said the main door was open, but the screen door was shut. So they could see inside. And so they kind of knock on the door and they holler inside and Boompa goes, hello, anybody home? You know, this was back in the, I think it was back in the 60s or 70s. People were friendlier back then. Um, <laughs> nobody answers. Uh, they keep hollering. They keep, you know, saying, hello, we need help. Anybody home? Nobody ever comes to the door. After five or 10 minutes, they're like, what the heck is going on? Even stranger, uh, the, the dinner table in the kitchen was set. There were four plates of piping hot food. They could see the steam coming off the uh. food. The water in the kitchen sink was running the entire time. So somebody was clearly home. And they're like, what the heck? Is it like the family hiding in the basement? Like, what's going on? Hmm. No one ever came to the door. So they get back in their car and they keep going down the highway. And uh, about 10, 15 minutes later, they see an old-fashioned blue pickup truck coming their direction. And so my, my, you know, my grandpa sticks his hand out the window and kind of waves and flags them down. So both cars pull up next to each other on the two lane highway and come to a stop because there's no other cars around. And uh, they said the driver was an old, old rancher, old farmer guy with a cowboy hat, looked really weathered, a lot of wrinkles, didn't look very friendly. And in the passenger seat was a teenage boy wearing a ball cap. And my grandma said the strangest thing about the boy he looked very uncomfortable. He looked like he didn't want to be noticed. He didn't want to be seen. He kept pulling his hat uh, further and further over his eyes. And he was like looking at the floorboard of the vehicle. Um, they asked the, the rancher for directions. He says, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're going in the right direction. You'll hit the gas station eventually. So they say, OK, thanks, mister. Um, both vehicles start to pull down the highway in opposite directions. And my grandma says to Boompa, she says, well, wait you know, do a U-turn, go back. We need to ask him how far down the highway. We are literally almost out of gas. So five seconds later, my grandpa spins a U-turn there on the middle of the interstate to go chase down the blue truck. And in that five seconds, 
my grandma said that that vehicle vanished into thin air. Uh, she said there Whoa. were no bushes, there were no uh, ditches, no trees, no fences. No there's there's nothing, yeah. no wow. turnoffs. There's nowhere where it could have gone. It was just simply gone. So they think they stumbled upon a a ghost farmer, a ghost mm-hmm. truck, and mm-hmm. then they thought back to the old farmhouse and they were questioning whether or not that house was even real either. You know, maybe they had stumbled back in time, back in time, or had seen a, a relic or a phantom farmhouse that no longer exists. Mm-hmm. No explanation. That's I like crazy, this. like like almost like a time, time whatever thing, like a time oh, wrinkle in time. Yeah, like a time slip. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, I like those kind of stories. I think um, one of the stories that I always liked, and I honestly just stumbled across more information about it recently was uh, the black angel over in council bluffs. Um, and I, I mean, I, we've talked about it every year for years. Right. Um, and I know some things about it. I know, you know, you know, some things about it, something I just came across that I didn't know about it. And just to kind of, kind of set the table for it. Uh, the black angel was a statue that was made for um, Ann Dodge and when she passed away, Ruth Ann Dodge, her, her daughters had done it. Her father or their father had passed away like that spring in 1916, I think it was. And she passed away that fall. And he was a very well-decorated military guy. He was with the railroad. He, I mean, you read up on his stuff and what he did. It's, it's absolutely crazy some of the things that he was involved in. I didn't realize how famous he was. And Dodge Street isn't even named for that guy. That's a whole nother Dodge. There's another Dodge. But he was like... The Trans-Siberian Railroad Tunnel, he was involved in that in Europe. He was involved in the UP Railroad and uh, what do you call that? Um, the point in Utah where they they put the golden spike. He was one of the guys that was part of that. He was involved in the Civil War. He was in, you know, he was uh, one of the guys that when Lincoln was campaigning, when he came to Iowa, he met up with this this general. And, and he was involved in the Civil War. He ends up being a brigadier general. So he was really a big deal. But the daughters wanted to make sure the mom was equally honored in her death. And so they ended up hiring the guy who cast the the Lincoln statue at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., the sitting Lincoln. Same guy is who they hired. Can, and did I mention they're really wealthy? They're really wealthy. <laughs> they're really wealthy. I mean, yeah. They were, they were really, really wealthy. Um, but anyway, that's who they hired to do this, to, to make this. And the reason why they did the angel was because, wasn't it, Ruth Ann had had this dream yeah, it was a dream before she yeah. died and she was offered, there was like a boat crossing a river and an angel in the front and they were offering her a drink. And basically if, if you drink this, you'll be blessed. And on the third night she had the dream, she drank it. Yep. Right. And so the daughters knew about the dream. And so they wanted to honor that dream. And that's why they wanted that angel to be yeah. the statue and why they hired this unbelievably famous guy sculptor to do this. But the thing I never knew was who they used as the model for that statue was a woman named Audrey Munson, who was basically the first supermodel in 1914 to 1917. They said she was like the most famous model. She got in the movie industry for a short time, too. Um, But she was used for almost all the statues that you see from that time period. Um, There are statues outside of Brooklyn, New York, Miss Brooklyn, Miss Manhattan statues. That was her. Um, the Pan American, um, um, what did they call it? Uh, Pan American uh, World Expo that was held in San Francisco, like in 1915. Three fifths of the statues were her. 
that they, she was the model for them. Um, so that was the woman they used, but there was scandal behind her, which is the reason why they never had this huge unveiling of this statue that had been planned in council bluffs, probably for like the, I think they, they were looking at the end of 1918 by the time he finished it, but you had world war one going on. Mm-hmm. Armistice day was 11, November 11th. Um, there was also something else that was going on. I'm trying to remember what the other thing was, but there, there was other things that were going on that kept pushing it back. But the thing that caused them to say, you know what, we're not going to have this big celebration because now this, this Audrey Munson is under, um, I don't know. She was, there was this, this blanket of, she was notorious because she, she was involved in a murder mm. and the murder was a doctor on Broadway and he was the doctor to the stars. And he had met this Audrey Munson and had her business card, and he was fascinated by her. And he ended up killing his wife because he wanted to pursue a relationship with Audrey Munson, who he had never actually met. Wow. This could be a movie. I mean, this really really could be a movie. Mm -hmm. You start reading some of the – I didn't know about all this, and I stumbled across a a podcast um, where I got some of this information, as a matter of fact. Let me see if I can find this real quick, this podcast. Oh, here it is. It's called Accidentally Historic – it's a, it's a shame though that the the that the model that posed for the statue kind of stole the thunder of the whole project because it was supposed to be a tribute to this poor family not poor they were rich family but this family's mom who had passed away yeah. it was a beautiful story but then you know the, they just picked the wrong model to to cast it out and, and she and then, didn't even and she didn't even know anything about this she actually had right. been vacationing she, in Canada with her mother at the time of this murder and didn't know who this doctor was. The, and the police were like, oh, but he has your he has your information. Not not like a business card, but as like right. a business card. And and she's like, I don't even remember meeting this guy. I don't even know who this guy is. And unfortunately, this cloud of doubt followed her. So she became suicidal and she ended up being institutionalized until like the 80s, I think it was. Um, so she was a young girl. Yeah. It was probably in the eighties. And I think it was like a niece or a great niece that found out about the story and found her. And then she ended up passing away uh, relatively, not that long ago, relatively. I think it was in the nineties when she passed away, but it was, that's crazy. And she stayed. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's unreal. It totally is a movie. Had no idea any of that, but that, yeah, that podcast. So I heard the podcast. I'm like, Okay, let me look this up. And so next thing you know, you find the name of, I think the guy, man kills his wife. This was Dr. Walter Keen Wilkins kills his wife, but claims the death to be the product of a botched robbery. And that was in 1919, February of 1919. Wow. And remember, they were hoping to have this unveiling in 18, 19, or what, in 1918, but Armistice Day happened, so they pushed it back to 1919. Then this murder happens, so they're like, okay, just uninvite everybody. Forget it. We're just going to do it. Let's just put the statue up and call it good. You and really people say this. People say it's haunted, too. And the, Supposedly, yes, yeah. And people say, oh, no doubt. And when you look at all the stuff that happened around it, I yeah. think they started working on that statue like in 1916 was when she died. And so it was 1919 before it was like, okay, we're done. We're wow. done. The statue's up. Let's just walk away and call it good. If you can't get away, back to the doctor, if you can't get away with murder in 1919, you're doing something wrong. Like, there's no DNA. There's nothing. Like, how do you get caught 
in, in 1919. 1919. He blamed it on a robbery, said that three men had broken into their house. And instead, his number one prescription at that time was morphine. Right. Because he was the he was the doctor to the stars. Nothing's changed. It's always the same. Right. It's nothing's changed. <laughs> um, so that was his top prescription. Instead of just using he could have used an overdose of morphine right. or any other. Like, right. Because they didn't have the kind of toxicology. Right. Um, I mean, that, just say Becky got into it and took too much. Sorry. And dude, instead, back, back, that's all they that's all doctors did. Give them uh, morphine, methamphetamine or cocaine. That's all they did. Like, oh, you got a cold. Take some cocaine. You'll be all right. And what? I and doubt I, they held anybody to account. If it was an overdose, it was like, oh, well, we tried. Mm. <laughs> I know? still feel like crap, but man, I've got so much energy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it was three robbers that attacked them because she had been hit over the head with a metal pipe. And all he had to show for it was he he showed the police his his mangled hat, his like derby hat, because it had been hit. He had no bumps. <laughs> But the hat took a beating. Wow. He just stepped on his hat and thought. He would... <laughs> and the, the, the old timey detective showed up and was like, yeah, it doesn't check out. You see. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get away with it because they did figure out that that wasn't the case that he did murder his wife. But that that cloud of that cloud of doubt stayed with Audrey because they believe she had had an affair with this doctor. And that's why he killed his wife. Crazy. But she didn't know him. She never did know who he was, you know, and, but yeah, talk about that crazy. Yeah, it's that's a that's a Looney Tunes story, man. Black Angel. That's going to be the title of the, of the right. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. All right. Craig just wrote in and said, would you rather come face to face with a ghost child and E.T. or a cryptid? What the heck's a cryptid? Does this show that that guy's last name? Carsley. Yep, he's my buddy. We, he's going on the Bigfoot expedition with me on my, on Tuesday. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, I know out. that's Craig. That's, yeah, that's my buddy Craig. <laughs> so, what are the choices? A Bigfoot, an ET, or a what? Uh, yeah, cryptid, ET, or ghost child. I know, Pat. You have a a, a weird thing about ghost kids, don't you? Ghost, no, ghost babies, zero. I hate no. ghost kids. Yeah. Freak me out. <laughs> so I wouldn't. All I'd take everything except. Uh, ahead of a ghost baby mm-hmm. you would take a, a alien riding a, a bigfoot like a like yep. a pony all day yeah. long yes i would take an, an alien backpacking uh, on the back of bigfoot <laughs> before i saw a ghost kid <laughs> all day i think um i think gosh i think i think i don't know god the et sounds like i i would rather because the cryptids just sound like they're they're like Brutal. I mean, you know, I just have a feeling they're all carnivores and I'm just part of the plan. I'm just like, <laughs> it's on the food chain. Well, yeah. I know. Right. I, I think Bigfoot's a little more sophisticated. You know, he's, you know, I can picture him being more on like a low carb, low meat kind of diet, more of like he's a keto, vegetarian. You're saying? He's, he's watching his figures, low- you know, <laughs> I think he's carnivore. I think he's, he's total carnivore. You think he's omnivore kind of? I don't know. I, 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 who, what do I know? He could rip your arms off and beat you over the head with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Floss his teeth right? with your bones. Like but that. The thing, with, the thing with aliens, if you meet an alien, you might not even remember it. Because that you got these missing time cases of people seeing a weird light in the sky. Whoops, you wake up uh, five miles away and you're missing three hours of your life and you don't know what happened. Right. So. so that's dangerous territory. Um, I've never seen a Bigfoot. Always wanted to. I've been trying my whole life that'd be pretty cool from a distance maybe in a car so i can get away in case it's Mm -hmm. a carnivore Um, for one thing if the secret were real seriously you would have already found it 
Because you're putting well, it out in the universe, right? You're putting it out of the universe. I'm putting it out there, man. <laughs> and hey, you don't need to be faster. You don't need to be the fastest guy out there. You just got to be faster than Craig because I'm pushing him down. Yeah. That's why, That's why I'm taking Craig. Craig. I'm going to trip him and I'm going to run away. And As you're running. Take- Sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Love you, Craig. See, See you in the spirit world. <laughs> See you on the other side, buddy. <laughs> Liz just asked Craig, which one would you pick? Craig, care to chime in? Oh God, that's a loaded question. You're going to get a paragraph response there. He just says, ha ha ha. I think he's laughing at the fact that you trip him and run. I think, <laughs> I think that was what that was for. Doris, he's a bit younger than me. I got these uh, 41 year old legs now. So I got to work on That's why you got to trip him. That's yeah, I wonder, <laughs> going back to the Black Angel real quick, I wonder if anybody's ever like, um, did it like an investigation out there or recorded some just audio for, see if they can capture some EVPs for an extended amount of time. That would be very interesting. You know, I think that there was one of the stories that I grabbed talked about Prism had gone out there, I think, and had got quite a bit of activity. Um, and I, I go ahead. I I have heard from numerous people, and I know this is the weirdest thing, but you know, earlier we were joking about Lovers Lane kind of things. Some people have used that Black Angel area almost like a Lovers Lane, uh, which is kind of weird because it, technically it's a it's like a cemetery, right? Yeah, well, it's it it isn't both the husband and wife. I think are both buried in the same area. They there was something about the, the regular cemetery because of the size of the project that the girls wanted to put up for their mom. Um, they were going to charge them like $2,500 for the, for the plot. And they went and found another location. And I don't, and, but one story says that they're both buried at the same location. This other story says that they went somewhere else. Gotcha. And maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe my memory is incorrect. Maybe the black angel area is not a cemetery, but I have been there recently. Actually, I just wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to anything other than the statue itself, but you're, it's like the statue is like right there at the edge of the park or the, the, kind of forested area yes. but like 20 feet away it's a residential street with houses so but if people are using this area as lover's lane i mean they're not very hidden right. that much <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> they're probably hoping that because they're in that location maybe there won't be a lot of foot traffic maybe not <laughs> i'm not sure uh let's see here what it craze craig said that okay liz knows craig first off uh liz i don't know if i can choose it says probably cryptid since uh, it's on the brain this week. Okay. Um, let's see here. What else? Whoever can do that is awesome, but angels freak me out in the daylight. Valeska angels mm-hmm. in the daylight. Oh, like going to see the black angel. Got it. Um, what else do they have on here? Pat, I heard Andy. Oh, I heard Andy echo. Yes. What? I heard that too, but I didn't want to bring, I didn't want any more shame to be brought upon me. So I didn't bring it up. I heard somebody <laughs> echo. I didn't hear it. I got a little squirrely there for just a second. But yeah, mm-hmm. la- was it last week? We were giving Pat a hard time because you and I couldn't hear anything weird with the audio and Pat swore there was. Yeah, yeah. I- I've been getting ve- uh, vindication this whole week, though. I've had multiple people text in saying they heard the echoes as well. So You know what's really funny? I never see those text messages. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. Oh. Gotta- it's all about faith. It's all about Conspiracy faith. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to play Andy this EVP real quick before we go. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and we've played this before. So other people that have listened to our podcast, but maybe you've even heard it too, Andy. I don't know. Um, we have this, we caught an EVP here in our office. It was in May-ish. Uh, we have a podcast called Total Ship Show. And we, and it's, um, we were filming it here in our soundstage. And it's with Malia White from Below Deck. So it's a yachting kind of, 
maritime stories, haunted stuff, crime, well, all that stuff from the maritime industry. And they had a guest on from Sea Shepherd. I don't know if you ever heard of Sea Shepherd, which it's the, it's for people that don't know, it's that organization that is, their goal is to stop whaling and yeah. just they're environmentalists. And they were on that show Whale Wars on Animal Planet for a long time. They had a captain and a photographer on. And so they were remoted in, obviously. And um, the girls did the interview and got all done. And I'll show the video. And then I enhanced the audio so you could hear this EVP at the end. Um, the guest was off. So, like, there was no internet noise because there was no guest. The only people that were in the room was me and Sam, camera operator, Malia, and Amanda. Four people. That's it. And, at, and the interesting thing about this is that Malia, she doesn't know that we caught this yet because she has, like, this history with um, – and entities like she it freaks her out so she's got these stories where she had what she believes was like the same entity that kind of followed her around you know um nothing evil but just freaky so anyway you can hear at the end of this clip like the girls are taking their little monitors out of their ears and you can hear something like i don't and it's like a i see you or you i, I can hear you or something like that listen to it and then i'll play an enhanced version of it it's at the very end like a maybe the eight or nine second mark of this clip here we go that's so badass. That is so crazy. It makes yachting seem like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? I can see you. Yeah. Okay. Do so it again. I'm, I'm gonna play. Okay. Here's here's the video again. That's so badass. That is so crazy. It makes yachting seem like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How? Free? I can see you. Uh huh. And now here's the here's just the audio. See if we can hear this. Try this. Oh, that sounds like more than I can see you. Let's do it again. I, not, I hear more than I can see you. I can't make I it can, out, I, though. I, it, it could be I see you, um, but to me, it almost sounds like I think so. Ooh, let's do it again. Oh, I could hear. I, I could see where it could be I think so. I, do, do, I, do. I hear bump, 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 bump. Yeah. I, Something, something, something. It's you know it's this freaky. is the this is the thing about EVPs. Wow. Like there's clearly something there. But if we like did a blind test and we had a hundred different people listen to that with no preconceived yeah. ideas, people might report a hundred different things. Mm -hmm. You know, we, doesn't that drive you crazy when you're watching the paranormal shows and then they play it yeah. back and they're oh he just said Aaron he he said her name and then we hear it, that's all I can hear is Aaron right right it's like don't uh, think of a white elephant and then what do you you know. Right. It's like, that's don't tell me what about. you heard. Just right. play it again and let me see what I hear. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they always do that. They always tell you what they want you to think. Have you ever seen those TikTok videos that do the same thing? And it's like, you'll you'll only hear what you can see, right? And it, yeah. it'll have two different sentences. And if you're looking at one sentence, that's what you hear. If you're looking at yeah. the other sentence, that's what you hear. That's your brain messing with you, I think. <laughs> Makes you feel crazy. Oh <laughs> All right. We're good. This is like one of the longest episodes we've ever it was, had. I swear. Oh, it was brown storm and green needle. Yeah. That's what Craig said. Brown storm. Green needle. Green needle. That's Play one it one more time. Play it one more time. This? I don't know. I think Craig's I been drinking. Know. I don't hear brown I green so needle. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have fun on your trip. When are you going to go? When are you going hunting? Uh, well, I use the word hunting loosely because we're not bringing firearms. We're bringing flashlights and intuition. But uh, we're, we leave on Tuesday, the morning after uh, Halloween, and we are headed out to northeastern Iowa along the Mississippi River. 
and we have a cabin in the middle of nowhere, uh, Craig and Matt and myself. And uh, yeah, we're going to do some some night hiking. We're going to set up some trail cams. We're going to use Craig as bait and smear him in honey and leave him out there tied to a tree. And hopefully we find the big fella. And if I get any Sasquatch evidence, I will call you guys immediately. I hope he has a sweet tooth. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it's Halloween. You know, that's why Bigfoot's out there snacking on Snicker bars just like the rest of us. So I figured you might, might as well give him something sweet. Might as well. That's awesome. Andy, thank you for coming on with us today. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, guys. You got it, buddy. Um, Want to tell you guys quickly, too, that if, Andy, maybe you can bring your little zappy wand out to Howl Oween at um, Hale Varsity Club. It's tonight, um, up to $750 in prizes. It's free entry, karaoke. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a, uh, our first Halloween party ever at Hale Varsity Club because it wasn't even born. Howl. Howl. Howl how yeah. Halloween. So like, yeah, <laughs> bring your bring your zappy things, bring your costumes, and Hail Varsity Club. I'll put a link to it in the description here, so you can link right to um, the Facebook page for more information. But up to seven hundred fifty bucks in prizes—that's a good deal. That's a good deal. That's Can, a good deal. Candyman, have a great have a great Halloween weekend, guys. Thank you guys for uh, listening and for watching. If you're watching, if you're not watching, do every Friday we do a live on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> and on YouTube. Thank you guys. Huda Media Production.